Life gets hard when you get down I'm just trying to figure my shit out What's going on guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe And this is Coffee with Mark so first of all, welcome, 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 welcome back. Um, if this is your first time listening, um, you guys are in for a treat. You know, I've got some awesome guests here uh, sitting with me today. And if, if this is not your first time listening, right, you're one of those loyal, um, just, just repeat listeners, okay? Just understand, uh, I like to start every single show out. You know, I know that you guys, I, I sound like a broken record at this point, but I like to start every single show out by letting you guys know, like, hey, I appreciate you more than you know. Um, you know, seriously, like the fact that you guys like I, I can't even get over it sometimes. Like I literally think about it when I'm driving in my car and I'm like thinking, man, people actually like play me on the radio in their car when they're driving. And it's like, you know, it's 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 crazy to think about, but it just it, it makes me feel just overwhelmed with gratitude, you know, because um, you know, I, I I don't get anything out of doing the show. It doesn't make me any money, it doesn't move my career forward. In fact, you know, it costs me tons and tons of time every month to do the show, but I do it because I love it. I do it because I'm passionate about what we're trying to accomplish here. And, uh, you know, I do it because, um, you know, because why not? Like, I don't know. I don't see anybody else doing it, you know? And I, and I think that there's a place uh, for some of the conversations that we're going to have on this show. Um, and so hopefully you guys appreciate it just as much as I appreciate you. Um, and I've said it so many times, but, I, but someday I'm going to figure out a way to repay you guys for all the love and all the support. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed. Just know that. And with that being said, okay, the thing that you guys can do if you like the show and if you get some value out of it is there's like three, there's three options, okay? One is if you haven't rated the show yet, especially those of you listening on Spotify, um, dude, it takes like literally three seconds. This is the easiest way that you can show some love is just rate the show. You know, just it, it, it asks you how many stars. Um, you know, I'm not gonna suggest any, but like, you know, there's five stars, okay? There, there, there are five stars, okay? Uh, so, you know, you can rate the show. It takes two seconds. It doesn't ask you any questions or anything. And then, if you really, really love the show, you really want to support it, um, then make sure you follow the show so you get notified when we do a new episode. And then uh, subscribe, like subscribe to the show. That, that's how you can help us. Um, and then. For those of you that share the show, like the, the best way to share the show is obviously word of mouth. You can go tell your coworkers, your friends, your family, whoever th that you think might enjoy it. But then also a really easy way to share the show um, is just share it to your Instagram story. OK, so share it to your Instagram story. Show your friends and family what you're listening to. And uh, who knows, maybe eventually they'll make their way over into the Cool Kids Club, too. All right. But without further ado, I have some special guests on here today. Good friends of mine. Um, honestly, guys, that I just like freaking love. Like, I mean, I could... And maybe I will tell you the story about our very first conversation together. But like from the very first conversation I had with these guys, um, I just knew that they were like I knew that they were special. I knew that they had, um, you know, they're on a mission that means something. You know, they're on a mission that that means something to me, you know, and, and it resonated with me. Hearing their story resonated with me so deeply, like instantly I said, man, dude, what can I do to help? Like literally anything that I can do to help you guys reach the people you need to reach, because, man, what you're doing right now is so important and it has the potential to be so impactful. And that's kind of how our, our relationship started. And then furthermore, all right, these guys are twins. They're not identical twins uh, like Matt and I, but they're, but they're twins too, young. They've been through it. They have, they, they face their own levels of in adversity. Um, and so, I mean, as you got, I mean, you guys can probably assume I have a special place in my heart for these two dudes here. But without further ado, I've got Calvin and Angelo. They're known as the Vision Twins on social media, on Instagram, on TikTok, um, and YouTube, and, and every other platform. All right, so uh, 
Welcome, welcome, guys. What's going on? What's going on, Mark? Hey, I just want to say. Oh man, you guys uh, man. are just like Matt and I, literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> nah, dude, I just was eager to say this, and just for the people listening to this podcast, I just want to say that Mark is an incredible person, incredible man, and the impact that he has had on our life of us knowing each other. What has it been? Eight months now, eight nine months. He is just he has changed my perspective on life as far as what it means to to be a leader. And to just be a man in general, it's, he's, a, he's a huge impact in my life, and he probably thinks I'm weird because I fucking love him so much, but he is, uh, he's amazing, man, and, and you guys are in the right place with, this, with, with Mark and on this podcast. He's, he's doing some cool shit, and I just love this guy a lot. So. I, I appreciate that, man. What about, uh, you want to say hello to the people? Yeah, well, I meant to start off hello, everybody. Yes, hello. I'm, I'm hello. Angelo over here. Uh, it's been a pleasure to know Mark these last couple months, like last almost a year now. Um, he flew us out. Just kind of give a quick rundown of how we met. Uh, we were on our email one day, and then I just get this email from Mark, Mark from First Form. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like let's check it out. You know, it might be just one of these emails that like a company is reaching out, and they're like, hey, where are our stuff, and we'll yeah. send you merchandise or whatever. But he was just like, dude, let's hop on a call. Like, let's talk. Let's like get this thing rolling. And for people that don't do social media, like seeing people that are actively trying to like do something with you, it makes you like, makes you want to work. It like mm-hmm. makes you want to be a part of it. And you know. So we got on a call and kind of just told him our story and everything, and from there it was just it's been, it's, kind of it's just been love, yeah, yeah. 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 He so was like, have you guys ever been to St. Louis? And we were like, what the fuck is St. Louis, man? And wait, real quick, am I okay to cuss on? Yeah, you? yeah, yeah, we're okay. Okay, but um, I was just like, what's St. Louis? And he was just like, you know, let's get you guys out with your schedule next Wednesday. I remember he's like, next Wednesday. Literally, we meet there. They live in San Diego at the time, and I'm like, you guys ever been to St. Louis? They're like, no. I'm like, fuck, what are you doing next week? You know, <laughs> like, like, like literally, literally, we had to meet, you know, there was just a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There was just a lot of, uh, of just energy, you know, there's just a lot of energy on the call and it was all good. So, um, which by the way, guys, okay. So, uh, first voice you heard was, uh, Calvin. Second voice you heard was Angelo. All right. They, they are kind of, are you older? No, I'm actually younger. But wow, I would have guessed that Angelo was older, but you know, it's it, the goatee, huh? It, it's just the facial hair. It really is. It's nothing more than that. But uh, but yeah, I definitely would have guessed. So you're younger. Yeah, by a minute. But in my theory, I feel like if you're younger as a twin, you were made first because he was pulled out. We had a C-section, my mom. <laughs> so he Get was the, the top. Fuck he was further it. away from the uterus, yes. in my opinion, so that technically he was conceived so technic- last. So, so technically he was he de- he developed last. He's petty. <laughs> He's petty, dude. Like I'm older, just it's, it's all right. I was born, my, my parents said that this one was born first, so just like yeah. let me be. Yeah. All right, so 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 guys, I gotta I've gotta get um we've gotta get into just kind of giving a little background to the people because, uh, quite frankly, it's just. There are incredible people, people everywhere, and I don't want to discount, you know, just how amazing anybody is, just, just either for or f- for their um, having gone through some things or for their lack of having gone through some things. Like, you could still be an incredible person, but the truth is, like, I have gone through some things in my life, you know, that have been, you know, huge mountains for me to climb. I mean, fucking Mount Everest, you know, and I, and I, and I know what it's like to be at the bottom of the mountains, you know, looking at the summit, and being like, there's no fucking way I can climb this mountain, but taking that first step anyway, you know? And I, and I think I have a special place in my heart for people who have experienced that feeling. For people, and then not only who have experienced that feeling, but fucking took the step and climbed the mountain. Like, that's that's what I had to do. And that that process 
irrespective of the details. Like, this is what most people don't get. Like, they say, oh, Mark, I've never been to prison. So, like, fuck, man. So my thing is not anything like your thing. And it's like, no, 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 no. That, that process is the same. Like, no matter what. If you've climbed the mountain, then you know exactly what I feel. You know exactly what I've been through. You likely have the similar perspective to, to me. You've learned your own life lessons from your own journey up that fucking mountain, just like I have. And I think that that's what... I've said this on previous shows, I truly think that the lessons that I've learned, the experiences that I've gone through, and the perspective that I've gained along the way, I think it's the most valuable thing that I have to offer humanity as an individual. And so I need to hear a little bit about that mountain, that climb for you guys, you know, let people know, like, where does the perspective, the hunger, the ambition that you guys have, um, even like the fire, the fire, like, I haven't met very many, and I've met a lot of motherfuckers that, that have done some things. Like, I met some people, but I haven't met very many people that have a fire and a passion like these guys do for what they do. So it's like, okay, where did that come from? And, like, and I, I know for a fact because, I, you know, I've gone through a similar process, but you didn't always have it. You didn't always have the hunger and the, and the, and the desire to change the fucking world. So, like, let's start with, like, you know, just just when you guys were younger, what childhood growing up was was like and how you got into and, and, and you can kind of uh, just get through that part and, and get to like, OK, where was where was rock bottom? And then and then what did that look like coming back from that? Yeah, definitely, man. Um, well, considering both of us, like just kind of how every unfortunate story starts off for kids, you know, maybe their dad went to prison, mm -hmm. single mom being raised, raising two, three boys, actually. And from there, it was just always having this emptiness inside of your heart that you didn't know why it was there. You just kind of thought that that's how life was, that you were you were born different than everybody and you just happened to get the short end of the stick of every situation. Um, and so kind of just speeding past that to where the hunger came from, I think it came from we didn't have a choice, you know? Well, like, well, like tell them what rock bottom was. Like, because for me, rock bottom is sitting in a prison cell, but that wasn't the same as your guys' rock bottom. So like, you know, at what point in your life, what led to you guys being like, fuck, man, my life isn't the way it ought to be. You know, and like there's some changes and then it takes a second for you to sit to self-assess. Right. Like the, it takes stopping and like looking around, taking stock at your life and being like, what's the controllables? What are the uncontrollables? Right. And like, OK, I, let me stop feeling sorry for myself. And instead, like, let me make some changes with the controllables that will lead me in a different direction. Like, that's what it looked like for me. And I feel like I know that it was a similar process for you. So, like, really go into detail about some of those details. Like, what did Rock Bottom look like? You know, how did that feel when you were there? And then what inspired the change? And where did you start? Like, let's hear the whole story. Like, seriously. Yeah, for sure. So, I remember just kind of like what Angelo had said. He had mentioned us growing up single or single parent. Mom was in prison or our dad was in prison growing up. Um, single mom raising three boys, you know, feeding us five, you know, feeding us on $5 a day over the summer, just giving us $5, go to McDonald's. And that was what we ate for the day. You know, we had to space out five bucks, you know, hit the dollar menu and, and just crazy. make it happen, you know? And, <laughs> and, um, obviously we gained a lot of weight doing that, but really what rock bottom was, was, um, going into my senior year of high school. So I was 330 pounds and I had gotten a job doing landscaping with one of my football buddies. And I remember we were digging this 15 by 15 foot pond um, at this old lady's home. She ran a retirement home, um, a bunch of old ladies sleeping inside, and she got two young, you know, football, high school football players working on her, on her, her landscaping stuff. Yeah. And we're digging this pond, and I remember the day exactly. I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was July 23rd, 2016. And I remember just looking up at the sun, and it was just beaming hot, like middle in San Diego, just 
you know, middle of the summer, just hot, just beaming down. And I remember just looking up at the sun and thinking, I wonder what I could look like by the time I graduate high school. And after that moment, like you mentioned, just sitting there, stopping and just assessing, you know, what are the controllables? I remember thinking, looking at the sun and just thinking, what, what can, I wonder what I would look like by the time I graduate high school. So anything I did in that job, whether it was, you know, taking out the trash or carrying cinder blocks or digging that 15 by 15 foot pond, it made me, you know, it made me, I guess you could say more, uh, of more, more aware of what was controllable. Yeah. So do, doing that job really changed my perspective on making more money. You know what I mean? Like we were able to buy our first car going into our senior year. So I saved up money, you know, financially. I'm learning these financial gains and obviously these physical gains yeah. um, or losses, I guess you could say, because it's weight loss. Yeah. Um, we'd gone back to school that summer and I was I lost 50 pounds mm -hmm. and everybody was noticing a difference between my twin brother, Angelo, and I. Mm -hmm. They noticed that, OK, why is Calvin like he's making some moves? You know, he's you know, he kind of paid for that car. Like people in your high school know about these things. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're like, why is Angelo still fat? And we, uh, yeah, uh, let me let me take this over because that drove me insane, actually, because the difference between you two. Yeah, like we're he's, twins. He, he's down 50 pounds. So hold on. So let's fill in the, 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 the blanks here. So uh, at that moment, on July, you know, in July six or in, 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 in 2016, uh, you were 330 pounds. How much did you weigh? I was 350. 350. So so Angelo's 350. Uh, Calvin is is three thirty, and 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 now what you guys essentially are known for at this point is like you guys are are twenty one twenty three twenty okay twenty three I knew they were younger than me I just didn't know how much younger so these guys are twenty three years old they're twins and they've lost a combined three hundred pounds between the two of them like three fucking three hundred pounds okay so you're 330, you're 350, he loses 50 pounds, and you're still 350. Exactly, yeah. Ooh. So back at that story where we're working at the old lady's home, he started like working out, like really working out during the job. It was almost to the point where we were just getting paid. I was working, Calvin's working out he in the on, back. He came onto the job about a couple weeks later. He saw I was making a little bit of money, and he's like, give me, give me, come on, let me get on there. I'm like, man, like, come on, hook me up. Hook your twin brother up with a job. So we get there, and like... Calvin's doing push-ups in the back, and I'm like, bro, like, are you like you're getting paid for this? And like one day the lady, the old lady comes out and she's like, sees him working out, and I'm like, fuck, we're fired. Like, this yeah. is it, like, we're done. Like, but she's just like, okay, like, just make sure you're getting back to work. Yeah. And so I was like, oh shit, like no one's gonna stop him from trying to better himself. She sees that this is a teenage boy and she's he's yeah. enjoying himself, like yeah. working for her and losing weight at the same time. So, but my whole mindset during that time was like, Bro, why are you doing this? Like, stop! Like, it's you came here to work. It's a waste of fucking time. Like, but you're like, just talk. But like, talk about that though. Like, how how are you three hundred and fifty pounds? Because this is something that like, especially I can't relate to. I can't understand. And and but I think that a, a lot of people out there can relate to and will understand. But like, talk about how you're three hundred and fifty pounds and you see your brother doing pushups and you're like, man, why are you doing that? Like, how yeah. how how do you find yourself in that space? Totally, mentally? totally. Yeah, it's. I think when you hit like you said, rock bottom, your idea of what's possible, just like all hopes and dreams go away. And so I was a pessimist, bro. Like I was so negative to be around. And it was like, I was happy in front of other people. But then when I was by myself, it was like, you're ugly, you're mm -hmm. fucking terrible. Like you shouldn't even be alive. Like yeah. you're just over, you shouldn't even get up. Don't even come out of your room today. Cause no one wants to see what you look like. That's like, crazy. And that's, it was getting, it was just an over, every day type of cycle and i can imagine other people that have their situations where it might not be being obese but 
it's something that happened in their life that is making them just constantly replay that in their head. So that's the that's the feeling, right? Like that that is the feeling when you're standing at the bottom of the mountain looking at the summit and thinking there's no fucking way I can climb that mountain. That is the feeling of resigning, right? That's the feeling of settling, of saying, you know what, fuck it. Like this is just who I am and this is who I'm meant to be. And there and 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 in the moment that eventually came where Angelo said, "Fuck it, you know, I might as well give it a shot," right? Like I got nothing to lose. That is the make or break moment for everybody. Like for all all of you listening, you have your mountain. Like you have your mountain that you've got to climb in order to find and discover like the better or best version of you, right? It's that I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, but you ain't just gonna wake up and be what you could be. That's not what that's 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 not Man. how it happens, right? The, the way that it happens is, bro. And wait till we get into how these guys became known as Division Twins, okay? This is one of the most impressive things that I've ever fucking heard. But seriously, like, how it happens is one day at a time, you wake up and you see you're still... You're still so far away from where you could be and where you want to be that it, oh, you almost can't even see it, but you decide to take another step anyway. And it's like literally every single day you show up for yourself is just one more step up the mountain. And it takes 300, 600, 900, 1,000 days for you to become a different person and, and, and even for you to even see it. Like I'm sure that, and we can get into that, but as you guys started losing weight, it's like, you probably noticed, and other people probably noticed, but you still probably felt like, fuck, I ain't do shit Oh, yet. 100%. Dude, when you're 350, you lose 20 pounds, you're still fat. You're like, still 330. You're still 330, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you're like, those moments where people, and I get this question all the time, it's like, how do you stay motivated to lose weight? Or how do you stay motivated to change your life? I'm like, bro, lose the motivation, because <laughs> you're going to wake up looking like you hate yourself every day, but That's you right. just have to do one thing better that day. And That's so right. like, going to high school and just... The thing for me was hearing those people like nitpick at me, like, mm -hmm. man, keep your shirt on, you're fat. Like the coaches, the football coaches would be like, oh. the football coaches would be like, Calvin, go with the skins. Angela, keep your shirt, your fat ass shirt on. Like they would literally nah. like put me at the back of the line. And I was like, I'm fucking tired of like, Dang. why is this fucker? He's my yeah. twin brother. That's my like, brother. Yeah. like, why is he getting, you know, the good, the, the shine and everything? And I'm still the unhealthy fat guy that nobody wants to talk to. And I'm like, I know I can do it because this dude did it. And like, that was one of my biggest motivators to seeing that it's possible to make a change. And it does take one day at a time mm -hmm. to like just chip away. You chip away, you chip away. And you eventually get to this like yeah. body that you didn't. Dude, I was a mess. I had braces. I had this giant keloid scar on the back of my ear. I had messed up teeth that were yellow. My, I had man boobs. Just like I was a mess. And then like t come to turn out, okay, in three months after I started working out, my braces came off. And then I went and got surgery to get rid of the thing behind my ear. And then all of a sudden, I'm like this handsome guy that like, I don't even know how this shit happened. I just decided like, I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm just tired of looking ugly and hating myself for it, you know? Dang, I, that's crazy. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I just wanted to add one thing as far as like that motivation, what Angelo was speaking to is like, how do you stay motivated? And also taking it back to where you said as far as like that motivation factor and why do we have that fire? And really, it's not necessarily the weight loss. Obviously, the weight loss is great. But it's also like our family side, like my dad, he was just in jail for the past six months trying to cross the border down in San Diego. Mm -hmm. um, he got he got found on Super Bowl Sunday. Like he was FaceTiming me while he's crossing in the mountains down there. Like he crossed the border like it's and that's one thing is, I want to also he trying to get from Mexico to the United States. or from yeah. OK, so he's from trying. Mexico to the U.S. Like you can go into Mexico. The Mexico don't care because you're going to spend money there. Yeah. But when you're coming into the U.S., they know you're trying to do something, you know, either illegal, but they that's the thing I want to talk about, too, is I feel like I haven't really spoken about it too much, but I think this is a 
the correct way to kind of approach it is a lot of people think down at the border that they're just like letting people through and just letting people walk through. Like I lived there for 21 years of my life, like literally all 21 years. And it is not like that whatsoever down there. Like it is not easy to become a U.S. citizen. So if you get to wake up here in the United States every single day, just be blessed and be grateful that you get to because there are people who would fucking kill like people that would right literally now. give anything. Like like my my, dad. Like, yeah. and, that, and that's the thing. Like people, motherfuckers that... that that it really really pisses me off. Like some people ask me, like, damn, Mark, you know, like I've been, I've, I've obviously went to prison. I've been mm-hmm. state property. I've had my freedom and everything revoked. Like, so normally people in my category, they're like anti-police, anti-government. Fuck that. Mm-mm. Fuck that. We have like, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, how are you so pro? police like how are you fucked up right yeah, exactly. it was your fault what do you like- mean i fucking broke the rules like <laughs> they, they just did their job you know like it's, yeah. it's crazy but no we live in the greatest country in the world like with, yeah. without a doubt people would literally give up anything i mean they, they would give their if, if you asked them all right you gotta you gotta let me chop off your left hand but but you can you can go and you can you can start your life in america they will fucking cut their hand off to I'm tell you that's that's my dad he would if you told him right now we cut your hand off and you can come live with the united states work out with your boys and do it he would do it right now he would fucking cut his hand I mean, off i still got a right hand like it, he would his the mindset from people that are in a worse situation is almost like better than what we see people in america yeah we have, have so much we have so much privilege that you feel entitled like everything you know everything is possible yeah. here in america which yeah. is like Okay, if you're trying to lose weight, you can do the smallest thing, like go to the grocery store and buy a bag of spinach for a dollar. You know how what it costs to go get a bag of spinach in Mexico? You have to know somebody that also knows a grocer, and like you go, you it's not accessible. It's, it's not even. It's, it's not, not even. It's not even comparable. But so I want to circle back just briefly to um, what you were saying. You said, "Hey, watching my brother." you know, lose the 50 pounds initially was like, it, it, it was the beginning of me starting to believe that maybe I could, I could show up differently. Maybe I could lose weight. Maybe I could improve my, and, and I think that's cool that you said that because I've shared this before, but what, what really uh, planted the seed of belief, because I think that that's why most people never, they never become what they could become because they just don't believe it. They think that like these people that they see on social media or on TV or whatever, they think these people have something that they don't. And and, and that's at the core of like my mission in life is just to show people like, no, motherfucker, you could do anything. But for me, I actually read biographies. Like I read, people ask me all the time, like, how did you, you were literally sitting in a prison cell. How did you even have the audacity to set such big goals for yourself? Like you're the bottom of the barrel of society and you think I'm going to come home and change the world. Like, and, and, and they're like, there's a disconnect there. And there's one person, actually, her name is Emily, that I remember. She pointed that out. She's like, I just don't understand how you even had the, the courage to even set a goal that big. You know, most, most people that are in prison are like, I just want to go home and get a job. And you're like, nah, I want to go home and like be the next like fucking Steve Jobs, you right. know? So, yeah. so I, I told her like, it actually came from, I was reading biographies and what I, and what I realized when you read these biographies of great people, I have some biographies here in my office and it's like, you read them and you read about their early life, the first 20 years, the first 30 years. And you realize these motherfuckers ain't no different than me. You know, like, holy shit, like Nelson Mandela, I'm looking at that biography on my shelf right now. He spent 20 years in prison and came home and became the president. You see that? <laughs> for for like, real, for yeah, real, like crazy shit. Gandhi, man. he grew up poor in India, you know, and just one person at a time, like sheer conviction, changed the whole fucking nation. Like it's just, you know, the, David Goggins. I'm looking at like this dude. You know, he grew up in an all white town, the only black guy, getting picked on, dealing with racism. Guess what? I did too. So when I'm reading that, I will think, man, fuck, man, he, man, he ain't that different than I am. You know, if he could do it, then so can I. And it's like. 
and so whether it's reading biographies or whether it's a sibling or a person that you know in your own personal life, a lot of times that's what it is that wakes you up is you see something in somebody else that you consider a peer. Or an equal. Or an equal. Yeah. And you see somebody that you think is an equal do something extraordinary. And then you're like, fuck, man. Like, what? Like, Division Twitter? Like, they got three million followers on TikTok? Like, well, you know what the problem is with people nowadays? That they see someone as an equal and they see them ascend and then they get jealous. And, and then, then they, they get, get they feel like, wow, like, he must have done something like illegal or mm. he must have done crossed somebody wrong. They must just, have bought their followers. Yeah. yeah because they, they've never seen someone ascend the natural way. Just yeah. like how things are. You don't have to step on someone's toes to get hard. ahead. You just got to be a hard worker. And that's something that was lost, I guess, in American society nowadays. Yep. You know, what's funny is we actually, like you said, that jealousy factor is like, we have friends, we have like a couple friends from San Diego that we really like are tapped in with and, and communicate with often. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those friends will kind of hang out with other friends or whatever, and we become the com uh, the subject of conversation at, at the point that we're at now. And they're like, you know, the, the other haters are like, um, you know, you guys see what the Vision Twins are doing? That shit's so gay. Like, they matching and running around. Like, I would, I would never do what they do. And we, Angelo and I had a conversation at our house, and we were just like, yeah, like, they really wouldn't do what we do. And it's, you know, and it comes to realize, like, like we came to the realization is like, you know, we really have each other, and we, like, we find ourselves fighting a lot you know what i mean mm -hmm. you know nitpicking obviously like you and matt yeah 100 those, those nitpicks man i heard that story about the airport on your podcast a couple, uh, couple <laughs> Yo, sessions that shit ago. Had me so mad <laughs> <laughs> but um same thing that happens here and we realize you know what, dude like we really only have each other like we're out here in fucking st louis like we're moving around like why are we gonna well, people are already hating on us like we not, gotta go not only that like one yeah like everybody is 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 so mindful of like their quote-unquote haters like it and it's just like Everybody does. Like, if you're gonna, if you do anything significant in life, you're gonna have people that are negative, Nancys, that are haters, if you will. Um, but the truth is, like, once you like break out of your own social circle and you realize you like you're okay letting people go. Like, I talked on the episode that I released yesterday, which I was telling uh, Calvin about this earlier. I think that the the episode that I released yesterday, it's August third, two thousand twenty-two. If you haven't listened, you should listen. I think it's one of my favorite conversations yet. But I think that. Going through and, and, and actually becoming happy or becoming the best version of yourself and all these things, becoming successful, achieving your goals. First step a lot of times is not addition. Like everybody thinks like, oh, what can I start doing to be, you know, to achieve this or to become this? And the first step is actually subtraction. It's looking around at your life and, and, and saying, what people can I subtract? What habits can I subtract? What things that take my time and my mental energy and attention can I subtract? And then... After you subtract effectively, it's addition. Okay, cool. What can I replace all of that time and those people with? Because like me, you know, as soon as you break out of your, your, your social circle that you grew up with, you meet people like me that actually can help you in certain ways and that have gone through things and that believe in you and that see the vision. So like, and, and this is not, you guys already know this, but this is for people out there. Like if you have a goal or you have a dream or you want to do something great, like understand these guys, their friends really probably do say, man, do you see them? They're fucking matching all the time. Oh, they're fucking grown ass men. Why are they matching in public? Dude, fuck those people. Like, seriously, fuck those people. Those people don't want to see you win. You know, like it, your friends are people that want to see you win. And guess what? There's people, there's perfect strangers out there that will do more for you and that will work harder for you and that will, you know, that will fight tooth and nail to see you succeed. And you, you just haven't met them yet. So stop clinging to those people that are around you that you need to let go of because I promise you, you will never become who you need to become 
if you're surrounded, you're, you're going to always be the sum of the people, the five people closest to you. You're always going to be, you are who you surround yourself with. So just, just keep that in mind, but talk through that. Like, no, yeah, I, I was going to just kind of add on that point. I feel like we've gotten more help from strangers in the last couple years than I've ever gotten from anybody in my hometown. Friend, that family. I know. It's not going to be who you think is going to help you. And like you're just, you know, when you were just talking straight to, you know, your, the people right now, it's like, there, it's not going to be who you think it is. You know what I mean? It's not going to be somebody that you know. It's not going to be, you know, grandma's trust fund. It's not going to be, you know, uncle, you know, uncle John's mm-hmm. landscaping business. It's going to be something it's way be out of the ordinary. Perfect stranger that comes out of left field, hears about your story, hears about your mission, hears about your passion, and says, you know what? I think I, I want to help that. I want to help that person. You yeah. Know and I mean? you, and it kind of gives you like perspective too. Once you get to that point, all you want to do is help out the next person that's going through what you went through at that point. It's amazing. Amazing how that fucking works, ain't it? Like, yeah. dude, it, it it really is. And and I think that in our current cultural environment, there's so much negativity out there that it's easy for people to lose sight of this. Like, there's a lot of good going on around you. You know, you just gotta you gotta come up for a breath of fresh air long enough to like you know take yourself out of the negativity and be like, fuck, man, okay, there, it's not so bad out here. It's not, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So okay, so let's pick up where we left off as far as all right, so. Three three fifty. Angelo's three fifty. Calvin's three thirty. Calvin loses fifty pounds. They go back to school, and then Angelo says, "Okay, cool. Maybe I can do this shit too." And then, okay, now now what started happening? Like, okay, maybe uh, you guys started Vision Twins when? Yeah. So I mean, as far as like what happened after that summer, we played football. Um, we kind of were stagnant during the season. You know, you go work out in the morning with mm-hmm. your football team, and then you go fuck around for the rest of the day, senior yeah. year. Um, so we ended up graduating. I had lost about 80 pounds at that point. So I only lost about 30, 40, 30 to 40 more pounds going into graduation, but it was a significant amount of weight, you know? Yeah. Now I'm about like what, 260, 250 graduating high school. Angelo, what were you? You were probably like, like, I was probably like 270. Yeah, 270. He's, he's inching up on me. He's getting a little closer. Like I go vegetarian, you know, and just shred the rest of the shit down. Like I get to, you went vegetarian? Yeah, I went vegetarian, dude. And I got down to 185. When I was 18, so oh, that's within crazy. the span of like a year and a half, I had lost 140 pounds. Fucking a, yeah. that's so, so crazy. Yeah. And so after that, he actually had got a, he kind of missed a point, but he got a girlfriend in between that, like his senior year. Ah. So he stayed the same, that, yeah. and I actually got down to 185 before he did. So isn't it I was, crazy the effect that that can have on you though? Like when you get a girlfriend, boyfriend, you get a significant other. And then, or even if you make a best friend, like you make a new best friend and now you're spending all your time and you invest so much in the relationship. And I'm not, I think this is important to talk about. So, so, so you got to 185 first. Mm-hmm. All right. So talk about that. Talk about how that shit, you know, it, it completely takes you off your, off your course. Yeah. And so like, and that's the thing I feel about relationships is that if you can be with somebody that you guys have a collective goal together, I think that works much better than people that kind of meet each other by chance or like just meet each other that oh you're cool like we could date or whatever but mm-hmm. you're not really aligned in the right ways you're not aligned in the same goals so i never had somebody that i wanted to be with that i was like for me personally i'm just like if she's not gonna help me lose this weight like i don't even want to be with her and there's like and i personally didn't want a girlfriend because i wasn't even where i wanted to be and so that's something that i feel like a lot of men especially need to hear is like don't go out searching for something until you know where you're at first like know what your standards are know what your what your value is and then go start to add on. Right. And what are you bringing to the table? You know what I mean? Like for real, like it's, I think it's worth noting here and and, and like, who cares? You know, you guys take or take or leave my, my advice um, and my input, but, but my life speaks for itself. You know, I'm here trying to help other people get better. Right. But 
I think it's worthwhile to to just completely, you know, take that option off the table until you get to a spot where you're comfortable with who you are, where you're aware of who you are, where you're aware of your morals, your values, and what your what your ambitions are. What do you want to do with your life? You know, like I, I had an ex, and God bless her, she's a wonderful woman. That's the truth. But I asked her one one day, like, what what are you passionate about? Like, what do you want to do? What do you oh, want to be? I'm, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> no. and she told me that she just wanted to be a mom. Like she just wanted to be a mom and a wife. And it's like, no, 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 that can't be your identity. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. okay, mom. Mom, maybe I, I'm gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to piss off the moms out there. That's the truth. That's the hardest job in the world. I, I I'm a mama's boy. Like respect. Just, just respect. know that. Yeah, just know that about me. I'm a mama's boy. Like I, 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 I fucking have the the greatest respect for that role. But still, it it's when you attach your identity, it's you no longer are an individual. Your life is your kids, and I get that. But we all have a life before kids too. You know, like before you grow up, and and I think that everybody here has something to offer. And and and. And when you just people get in relationships, younger people too, like you're like your guys' age, 23 years old, you get into a relationship, and now your top priority and your sole focus is that person and this relationship. It completely takes you away from from your journey, like your yeah. your life journey. So you've got to discover who you want to be, who you are currently, and like what is it going to take for you to get from where you are to where you want to go. And once you discover that first, now you meet somebody, you get into a relationship. Yes, they take a lot of your attention. They, 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 they of, of course, they take you off your path a little bit. But there's already a game plan. There's already a step by step process that you put that you laid out for yourself that you can always revisit. And you can show up to the relationship saying, hey, this is actually what I'm working on. This is actually my top priority. This is something that I'm really passionate about. And right out of the gate, we get it out of the way. Are you on board or are you not on board? Mm -hmm. Like, for real. Like, And I think yeah. that it's necessary because otherwise, people get into the relationship and they assume that, that we're both on the same page where this relationship is a top priority. And it's like, no, no, like I'm actually on a mission. I'm trying to do something and that is the top priority. It's hard, dude, because you'll hear in the beginning of a relationship, it's like, oh yeah, I'm so supportive of everything you do. Like I'll be behind it 100%. And then when the moment comes, it's like, when push oh, comes wait, to shove. wait, you do want to actually do those things that you were talking about? And then like, wait, 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 you do actually have to work 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and you don't have much time for me? Wait, wait, wait yeah. The, um, I, <laughs> we laid it out in the beginning, and then now it's kind of something that has to pop up unexpected, and then you look like the bad guy or the bad girl for trying to explain that to them that this so, is what we agreed on. So that happened to him in high school. Yeah, so, I mean, and that's one thing, too. Like, it's high school, but obviously, you know, you're developing feelings. You're mm -hmm. understanding what your feelings are. And, you know, that, like, I felt my first, like, kind of stage of, like, like, depressed. Like, I can remember, like, kind of depression. Like, what, like. You were so sad hole, to like, let your girlfriend go. No, like, that black hole feeling, dude. But in my, fu like, I fucked up again. You know what I mean? Graduating high school, I'd gotten another girlfriend. Like, I got back into a relationship. <laughs> I lost more weight. Granted, I did lose a lot more weight, and I looked a lot better. But then, you know, I got into that relationship and really leading up to when we really started Vision Twins is how long I was in that relationship for. So about 18 to, to 21, I was in a pretty serious relationship and um, I gained probably like 40 pounds. I went you gained like, 40 pounds? Yeah, I went 85 and then I'm like stagnant like 225, 230. So I was like a big, getting back to big, dude. And I was, you know, and... Why um, is it that when people yeah. get in a relationship, they get fucking complacent? Like, you know, it's I... Weird, I, I, man. I I'm I'm not I'm definitely not gonna like remind you and stuff like that, but but like like for Grace, for example, like let's say Grace gained 30 pounds. Like mm -hmm. 
You know, I, I don't know. Like, you know, like, 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 hey, like, come on. Like, you gotta be, I mean, I mean that's not cool. Like, yeah. if you, you're, that's not, you, you really want, like, if you really care, I mean, I don't know, but like, me in, yeah. in a relationship, yeah. I want to show up as the best version of me mm-hmm. because, like, you deserve it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, this isn't fair. Like, I'm do- I'm in the gym every day. I'm doing all these things that we both agreed on. And now <laughs> I'm the only one going. And I now mean, it should I'm- just go without think- saying, though. Like, it should just go without saying. Like, do you want your partner to feel attracted to you? To mm. be attracted to you? Like, because if, I mean, you can't just expect that just because of our history, like, that's going to make me excited, you yeah, know, to yeah. like, like, for real. You like, can't use the love excuse either. Like, but you love me. You should love me how I am. Like, of course I love you, but your body is also you too. Like, <laughs> you got to kind of, if I, if you're not loving yourself and managing the way that you want to be, how can I, how could you say that that's love? That's a great point too. Cause I don't want anybody to think that I'm like shooting at anybody. But the truth is like, that's a, tr- like, is that not attractive for any, like that is attractive. Like when you are with somebody that is like on their shit and they like take care of themselves and they go to the gym and they're routined and they're disciplined. Like to me, that's like one of the most attractive qualities about an individual, like period. Like, it, you know, when I find any, anybody and, and Grace is this way is, and, and that's largely, you know, it's a big part of why I, I'm so attracted to her. But she just handles her shit, you know, like that. That to me is cool. She values her health. She values her body. She values her routine. She values success. She has a lot of the same values that I have. And so when we if we like, let's say we get married and then all of a sudden you stop going to the gym now. The reason why we were so compatible in the first place is because our values were the same. Mm-hmm. Now, if your values are changing and you don't value your health and all that stuff, that can can really lead to some problems. And then it, society would look at us like, let's say, I, I hate using Grace because she's going to kill me. Well, let's say Grace gains 50 pounds or whatever, <laughs> and her values change. It's not about the 50 pounds. Now it's about the fact that we're incompatible. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, and you have to get deep into that type of conversation because if you just say you gain 50 pounds, I don't want to be with you anymore. You look like the bad guy, but it's... Society would it's, tell you you're the bad you, guy, too. And, and essentially, like, of course, yes, that's a little bit like, okay, if you're just judging off the body, but now you're noticing, like, she's not maybe cleaning up after herself or maybe she's leaving her shoes out. And, like, exactly. it's the small things that add up. And It's not the 50 pounds, really. It's not. The, it's the, the whole value. It's the complacency. And it's like your compla- complacency seeps into every area of your life. I bet when you guys were 330 and 350, your life's probably looked a lot different than they do now your Dude, habits when your- i was 350 it was like and this and i don't know why when i was 350 i was never attracted to women that looked sort of like me like i've noticed nowadays that if you're an overweight guy they tend to i mean not i'm not gonna say every time but they sometimes get with an overweight girl and they mm-hmm. end up marrying overweight girls and having overweight kids and then those kids end up being overweight as well and it's like okay is this really what we want to do? And I was that at 350. I was like, I just you were thinking about it. I had, I even, I was, dude, I was not a standard for anybody, but I had standards for myself. I, I can't even know. I don't know why I had <laughs> standards. Like, dude, you're not unattractive. You're not attractive in the slightest. Why would you have a status of, oh, you want to date a fit girl and date a model? Like, I was nowhere near that. Yeah. And you know the interesting thing about it in our upbringing is, our dad is super fit. Like, he's from Honduras. Like, played uh, minor league soccer in Honduras. Like, he was actually like like super serious about his, his health growing up. And he's to this day, man, he is 45 years old and he is more chopped than probably I would say even yourself. Like he is insane, dude, like 22 month, 22 inch biceps. Like this guy in prison, like he's insane. Um, so it's interesting how we grew up with a very fit dad, but I don't know what the stigma is in the United States where black guys go for overweight white women. Like, 
I don't know how that works, but that's the thing. My dad got is that what your dad did? Yeah, my mom was really big, and you've seen. I think you've seen a little bit of my mom, our mom before. She's a slim white lady now. She had gastric bypass surgery when we were five, but um, because she wanted to, you know, just do. She needed to do something. Yeah, but I don't know why. It's interesting. We grew up with a single mom who was skinny. But her history before kids was overweight. Well, she was skinny because of the surgery. So she's mm-hmm. so she's skinny, but her lifestyle is fat. Yeah. Yes. She didn't really learn those lessons she, until that's she, one thing with surgery too that we have, we actually want to talk about as well. Maybe we can talk about it later on about having surgery for weight loss. That I'm so glad we didn't do surgery because yeah. we learned lessons you, that you cannot teach. You had to learn how to live like a fit and healthy person. You can't be you can't be a fit and healthy person. If you have fat person habits or or fat, or fat person lifestyle, like you you literally can't. It's not going to happen. So when you force yourself to do it the hard way, um, which it's hard either way. That's the truth. Like oh, 100%. even if you get the surgery, it's, it's still hard. But if you force yourself to do it the the long and the hard way, uh, the process is where the value is. It's in the fact that you have to. You're forcing yourself to relearn how to live because a lot of times, like and and I, and I'll. It's worth noting, like I have a lot of sympathy for people that find themselves, you're 18, 19 years old, and you're 100 pounds overweight like these guys were. Like I have a lot of sympathy because to some degree, like you eat the way that you were taught how to eat. You live the way that you were taught how to live. But at some point, you have to look in the mirror and be like, I'm 100 pounds overweight. And you know what? My mom doesn't make my my food anymore. Like for real. Like nobody makes my... I choose... you know, I pick every meal that I eat now, you know, and so that's the point at which you have to be humble enough to either ask for help or do the research yourself and start learning. OK, let me learn a new way to eat and live, because, again, when you're a kid like dude, my mom was the same way, like we ate macaroni, butter, butter, pepper and salt. We ate fucking like, uh, you know, hamburger, you blame your parents at that time, hamburger like, helper, goulash. Like, that's what we yeah. ate because we didn't have the money and, and goulash. That's some New York stuff right there. That, that oh, is man. A New York. So, so, so that's what we would eat. And so if you end up 50, 60, 70, 100, it doesn't even matter. 100 pounds overweight. Okay, that's a. this is how my family lives. But once you leave, it's on you, you know, and, and there's a certain point. And so when you're an adult and you're 100 pounds overweight and you're thinking about getting that surgery, understand that the surgery is a Band-Aid, but it's actually your lifestyle. Changing your lifestyle is the solution. So you guys did it the hard way. And now you guys, I mean, dude, these guys literally lost a combined 300 pounds. They both have abs. Like they, they have fucking abs now, you know? So it's like, Okay, when you can do it that way, and, and, and guess what? I've, I've hung out with these guys. They eat like regular, you know, it's not like we go out and you guys order fucking salads. Like, mm-hmm. that ain't the deal. But you yeah. just, your lifestyle is, is sustainable. It's manageable. And so we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because we didn't even talk about how the Vision Twins started. So the Vision yeah. Twins, let's talk about how Vision Twins started because now the mission that these guys are on is, and they told me the first time we met, we do, we want to help end obesity. Like we want to end obesity. Okay. So that's what vision twins is all about. And it, and it obviously was inspired. Now you guys understand it was inspired by the fact that these guys lost 150 pounds each, you know, roughly, roughly 150 pounds each at, at, at fucking 18 years old, like seriously. And, and they realize, man, this isn't just our issue. This is, this is a, this is a really, a, a really big issue that, that affects people worldwide, but specifically people here in the United States. So talk a little bit how Vision Twin started, the idea for that. And then even don't leave out the fucking part. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, 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 the 2020, I think it was. Yeah. All right. So, so go ahead. Tell, tell the world about Vision Twins. Yeah, man. So back in 2018, you know what? I'm going to let Angelo speak to the beginning of it because he is really the, he's really the mastermind behind Vision Twins. So I'll go ahead and let him just kind of start off. Wow, thank you. I've actually never heard you say that. So that's pretty cool. 
Um, Don't worry, I got it on. I got it recorded. You got it. <laughs> we recorded that, right? The cameras are going. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So, kind of just the beginning. Calvin was with his girlfriend, right? How he was kind of mentioning how through he was eighteen to twenty one, he had a girlfriend and he was basically living with her. Mm-hmm. And so he was paying for an apartment down in our hometown, and I was paying the other half. And I was like, I was there by myself. So, yeah. me and my mom were one day just sitting in the um, on the dining room table. And at this time, we were, like, heavy stoners, dude. Like, we were meditating and, like, just, like, total California hippies, like, smoking, meditating, chilling, and, like, just... So you guys were living how I live now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm not... Everybody, it's... It was a lot dirtier, okay? We were 19. It was was a cool lifestyle, but not something that you'd live off of forever, I would say. But um, we were sitting at the table, and I just started breaking down crying. And she's, like, my mom, like, looked at me, like like you good like she thought i was having like this breakthrough like special breakthrough and i'm just like no like i'm never being overweight again mom like i'm never gonna have to worry about like it brings me emotional now because like you live 18 years of your life hating yourself right like completely hating yourself mm-hmm. hey, you don't want to go into stores you don't even want to go shop because you're like what's the point there's nothing that's going to be there to fit me like mm-hmm. i don't even need to go and see what everybody else gets to wear and i can't wear that's what it really felt like and so i'm sitting there at the table and i just start crying and then I'm like, Mom, I'm never being overweight again. Like, I this is I I did it. Like I I felt accomplished. Like I won. Like I won the national championship mm-hmm. in basketball or something. It just and at felt, this point, you're down 150 pounds. I lost it all, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, something just made me re- reflect on how far I came mm-hmm. from, like what I started at, and like I like got up and looked in the mirror, and I'm like, I, I'm, I'm I'm a visionary. Like I saw this vision. I saw who I could be. And I didn't know if it was going to work, but I just started doing things that I thought I should do. Mm-hmm. And that went from, you know, eat, stop eating chips, stop doing drinking soda every day. Just like small things that ended up being a huge benefit to me. And so I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, I'm a visionary, mom. Like, I, I have the vision. I know I can do anything I put my mind to now. I, I won. I figured it out. I figured out what life is about. And she's like, well, start your YouTube channel. Like, what are we going to do about it? Like, now you say you know what you want to do. Well, let's get going now. Let's. What's the next step? And for me, I was like, I was kind of pissed off. I was like, Mom, like you should have just said I did a good job. Like, leave it at that. Now you're trying to challenge me to now, do more now. now like, like motherfucker, you ain't do nothing yet. Yeah, <laughs> she, she totally like shitted on me. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm over here crying and like you. Uh, but I'm like, you know what? She was right though. If I didn't come up with the name, I was like, well, what am I? What's what's our name going to be? Because we both did it. I was like, Vision Twins. And it was the first name I wrote up. It came up with, and it just flowed off my mouth like mm-hmm. vision twins and it was just like that's perfect and so i made a reel by you know writing it down and i got a piece of aluminum foil and in my mind it was gold and i put it up above our air, air conditioning unit and it put vision twins 20 2018 at vision twins inspire community um inspire the world end obesity just like all these things that i wanted to do now and from there that's i guess how you could say how vision twins was created isn't it crazy how like when you when you you know, when you finally get done, like you, you, you get to the summit, I guess, of the, of the mountain that you're climbing, like your first mountain, because the first, trust me, guys, I, I know I said everybody has a mountain, but everybody actually has a whole fucking, a whole valley, a whole assortment of mountains. A that mountain you, range, it, bro. Exactly, you got a mountain <laughs> range, okay? Because you climb that first mountain, that first mountain is just so that you realize you can do it. And then once you do it, um, like for me, it was... It was building my first business. Like when I came home from prison, like I really, I came home and like, I'm like, fuck man, I, you know, I ain't never going to be able to get a job. Like nobody's going to trust me. Nobody's going to whatever. And then I'm finally, I got to that point where I was making like really good money. I mean, better money than I've ever made, better than my, my family's ever made, you know, and I'm like, fuck man, I could do this. And then, 
you know, then you see, then you open your eyes and you're like, wow, there's like a whole world of possibilities out there, but they're all going to require me to climb that mountain again. Yeah. You know, like every single one of these ideas that I have is another mountain. But you know what? That first mountain, that sucked. But, you know, I fucking did it, but I did it. So I could definitely do another one. And so that's the moment that you had. And then not only that, but like when you experience a better, a better life. Like, like, like when you realize that you're so much more than you ever gave yourself credit for, it's such an incredible realization that you want other people to have it too. Like, I feel like that's a part of what you guys do. At least that's, that's what drives me. Like, dude, I, I am a regular ass piece of shit kid from like, you know, from poverty, from drug addiction, from all the, and, and like, you never, you never realize that you can ever amount to anything when you come from a, a hard circumstances or, or whatever but then you you like open your own eyes to like man if I can do this it's like almost the reverse like you said man if if you know if if Calvin can do this then I can do it too but then once you actually get there you're like fuck man if I can do this anybody could do it that's kind of what you feel and then you try to flip the script yeah 100% that's how vision twins came about it was at first it was like okay let's post ourselves working out and that's going to motivate people i mean that right was, <laughs> it was like that was like that was 2018 and we created, everybody was telling us to get on YouTube, TikTok, whatever. Angela writes down the name, at Vision Twins. And yeah. it stayed above our AC unit. Anytime I'd come home from my girlfriend's house, I saw it. I'm like, that's fucking cool. We're like, we'll, we'll get there, you know? And um, uh, I remember, um, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. So, the, <laughs> but, but, but let me interject, actually. Yeah. So the, the we'll get there thought. Yeah. Like, I just need to point out that, like, that, that I, I used to feel the same way and. And I think everybody has these ideas, these goals, these dreams for themselves. And they think like, oh, man, dude, that would be cool for me to do someday. But like one of the most powerful realizations that I've had in my life was realizing that like you actually have an opportunity to show up however you want today. You know what I mean? Like like the whole we'll get there mentality is almost like, a, oh, when I become this person, then I will be able to do this. And, and, and for me, I always used to be obsessed with the question like, man, what does the absolute best version of me look like? And I used to approach the task of becoming the best version of myself as a long-term goal. And one day I woke up and I realized, well, fuck, man, I'll just try to show up like that today. Like, like, and, and one, like one moment at a time, I would be like, well, what would the best version of me do in this moment? And then I just choose to show up like that today. So like, so like that, that one day mentality, oh, we'll get there mentality. Sometimes it's something that, that requires a process. Like, okay, we're going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be a household name in the, in the fitness weight loss space that requires time. But you know what? Like starting vision twins and posting the workout, right. you know what? That's not fucking one day, motherfucker. Yeah. You could do it today, yeah. you know? like it's, Yeah, and I got... I, Instagram page. Yeah, so creating the Instagram page, I figured out what I was... I remember mm -hmm. what I was talking about. So mid-summer uh, so mid of 2018, we make our first YouTube video. It does really well with our community, you know, the local gym and the people that know you from high school. It does really well with them. But after that, we didn't really touch it. You know, we go on to 2019. You know, about another year later, we post, you know, a couple teasers on Instagram. You know, we turn 20, whatever. Um, but it wasn't until around November 2019 where things really started to pick up. We were working jobs. Angelo worked at a storage facility. I was working at a preschool full time. Our jobs in between them were working at a rec center, you know, working with kids. So we were always kind of we working with the youth and we were always moving around. And I had quit my job. Angelo had convinced me to quit my job after he had quit his at the storage facility. He had convinced me to go and quit my job, drive home, 
And, you know, we're going to make this full time because if we don't do it now, it's not going to happen. Like, it's just, you know, we're 20. It's, it's not going to happen if we don't do it now. So I quit my job in November 2019. And we had a roommate at the time who had told us that um, we weren't going to make it in, in L.A. He says, you, get, you know, if you guys move out of this apartment, you know, you guys aren't going to make it. So we kicked him out. And, um, you know, we started saving up whatever money we could, sold our PS4. You know, that's the hood bankruptcy. You know, that's when you know you're not a teenager anymore, man. It's like, <laughs> you said that's a hood bankruptcy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hood bankruptcy. You know, when you sell your PS4, you start selling your Jordans. You know, you start selling all these cool things. Like, you know, you're serious about what you're doing, you know. So we had sold all that, and we found a... Um, we found a foreign exchange home in LA, in West Hollywood. We had found a foreign exchange home that was a mansion. And it, when you look down the street, you can see the Hollywood sign when you walk out the front door. And there was 11 or 12 people living in that one house. So that was one of shared, one of those shared spaces. Yeah. I think it's illegal, but you know these Chinese people were doing it up there in, yeah. in Hollywood. So um, we move up there in January of, uh, actually, excuse me, February 1st, 2021, 2020. Um, we saved up our money January in San Diego. We move up February 2020, 2020. We lived there for about two to three weeks. And then if you're following my timeline, you know what that was during that time. What was starting, what was starting to brew up during that COVID. time was COVID. Yeah. So February, mid-February 2020, um, we're living there. We're like, okay, we got to get out of here. We're in the house, mind you, with 13 other Chinese people. So we're like... <laughs> <laughs> this, is when, this is when the news, and I hate this because it sounds like extremely... Because the news villainized Asian people. It sounds people. extremely bad now that we're saying in hindsight, but at the time, dude, like, they made, the news made it seem like if you see a Chinese person, they're bringing COVID over here. And yeah. like, so we're like... Especially these, in Southern California. Where we were, dude, it was like, I was like, oh shit, like, are we going to get sick? And this is when like, you thought you were going to die if you go outside. Yeah. So we're like... We just packed up our shit, dude, and just went to our cousin's house, who thankfully lived like 30 miles away in the diff in the next city down, Orange County. And so we're there, and we're like working and kind of just like, sit we finished school. We were doing online school at the time, and thankfully, like this, we decided to do online and move to LA so we don't have to be in San Diego and do attend the classes. Yeah. And so our classes ended up staying through, and we ended up getting making money. Like that's just how the universe sometimes things work out for you, where mm -hmm. you you don't know it's gonna work how it's gonna work, but like. We just said, hey, let's sign up for online classes. Let's move to L.A. And we're, they don't know that we're not here in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that COVID hit and we're able to still continue getting paid financial aid, which funded our rent, yeah. funded everything until we really had to start making money, which came around in about May, I would say, yeah. when the school, the school year ended. Okay, so it's worth noting here. I, th is it that like that year you pretty much gained like the, the couple million followers on TikTok? Was it that year? Well, we, uh, it wasn't even no, actually, yeah. End of 2020. We gained a million, I think, in like a month. So at the end, at the, yes. end, at the very end of so so okay, so the end of twenty twenty. So this is really important. This is a this is a, a cool and inspiring part of your guys's your guys's journey. Was what it was like building up the momentum for Vision Twins because everybody looks and sees like, oh, you got three million followers on Instagram. It must be nice. Like or like I've talked to people that just have no concept at all of like what it takes to like to build a brand on social media. And they think like they either think that it's easy and all you do is just sit around and like you know, you just post a photo once a day and people just happen to just love yeah. it, right? Like, yeah. oh, like you got a magic camera and every time you post from your camera, like the whole world sees it and likes it. No, these guys grinded in a way that like, I, I, I mean, few people will even be able to appreciate. But like, okay, so starting in, when did you start the, the daily live workouts? So 
it was like Angela mentioned, we moved after around March first, twenty twenty. Let's call it. We move in with our family's house. We're oh, just huh. so so. One last thing I gotta say. This is I'm, I'm purposely making pausing and making these guys describe this because I wanna I wanna get rid of that mentality that people say. Oh, it must be nice. Like when they see somebody on the internet that's doing well, like these guys are, and you look and oh, it must be nice to have three million. It must be nice for companies to want to follow you, or it must be nice for companies to want to work with you and people to throw opportunities and brand deals at you. Listen to what these guys had to do to create the sort of awareness around Vision Twins that they created. Okay, it's not a oh, it must be nice. If somebody said that to me. And I was in your guys' shoes, I'll punch him right in the fucking face. Okay, but but go ahead. So you started the live workouts and when? Yeah, dude. So March, so continuing with that background. So March of 2020, we're living with our family, you know, we're moving our stuff in. We're our gym membership they call it, tell us it's canceled, you know, we can't work out there anymore. We're working out in the garage space in the apartments in Buena Park, California, which is Orange County. Um, it's right in between, it's a lot closer to LA, but you know, in the middle of San Diego and LA. Um, so we're working out at home. And we're filming a little bit, you know. We're and mind you, we're practicing on TikTok. We're pra like we're practicing, you know. We're doing the dance lip syncing videos, and we're like, yeah. we're have we're, we're figuring out how TikTok works. So people think that like you hop on, you're gonna make a viral video or first one. Like, nah, it took us about four months, four to five months to really get TikTok down and like notice what people look at, look for. And yep. it, it took a lot of studying from us. Um, so April, mid April, I would call it April sixteenth, two thousand twenty. We sit down. I'd broken up with my girlfriend who I was going to visit back and forth in San Diego. Every weekend, I would go see her. We film Monday through Friday. I leave. You know, all momentum's gone. We yep. pick back up on Monday. So it was like a Wednesday. And I remember just we were on the phone, breakup, uh, relationship ends. We go back home. We rekindle, workout, whatever, shower. That night, we create a TikTok, basically just telling our story. And this is the hook that really has stuck with us until this day. And it's, if you're not overweight or obese, swipe off this video. This video is not for you. So we had said that. If you're not overweight or obese, swipe off this video. It's not for you. And after that, we posted it up, and we kind of told our story and intrigued them with a the part two to what our story was verbally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, overnight we had gotten 300,000 views. And we're like, this is it. This is the video, like, we have the name, we had the, you know, we worked out, we have some experience, and I'm doing Facebook Lives workouts with my dad, mind you. We're doing, my dad created this kind of format that we held and modified to this day, Yeah. where people go live with him, he had his clients paying him, he had a lot smaller community, maybe 12 people, but I was working out with him the couple months prior, and like, I'm like, man, that's so sick, he has 12 people working out with him right now, like, that's fucking, that's insane. I'm one of them. Like, I'm working out with him right now. This is cool. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, and then we start doing the live workouts. And so you start doing live workouts on what platform? On Instagram. So on we're Instagram. doing on Instagram. And, you know, we had practiced it a couple of times on our own time because yep. we were, it was COVID. So it was a lot of that trial and error time. We're moving in and we're just figuring out how to work it. Yep. We're watching our dad that we're doing it on our own time. And we had like maybe one person come through, like say, "Keep going, guys!" Pop off. It's like zero back to zero. Yeah. Like, I mean, but that's cool. Yeah, like, that's, no, no, that's, that's so cool. So I just kind of want to finish up right here. Is um, so we start teaching the live workouts three times a day. After we get that three hundred thousand views, we're like, okay, we've been doing the lives. Let's tell everybody to go to our Instagram, follow our Instagram, and go live with us. We're teaching them how to work out. Yeah. That Monday we start. Or no, it's the next day, like Thursday. We announced that Night Riders Friday. We're popping off. 
and it's Monday in the morning, or Friday in the morning, like we have, people. yeah, Friday in the morning, we maybe had like 20 people, we're like, this is crazy, like, it came from that traffic from yeah. Instagram, Yeah, we have, let me discuss this, ahead. yeah, so, and this is where the business side comes in too, because you have to, if you do social media, you have to know how to do business as well, and this yeah. is called a funnel, for people that don't know, if you, yeah. if you have one video that does well, you need to funnel those people right away, you don't have much time to keep their attention before they go them. find someone else that does maybe what you do, and even better at the time, so mm-hmm. we're like, fuck, these people are interested. How do we get them so where they're not leaving? How we keep them on our page all day long? How can we get them to see our face all day long? That was our thing. You got to be seen all day long. Yeah. And so regardless of how tired we were, how much energy we had, we're like, we're going to be in front of these people's face every single day until we get paid, until I see a dollar so, come in. So, so let me just make this very abundantly clear. So you started doing workouts Live workouts where, like, guys, if you're unfamiliar with Instagram, TikTok, it, you know, let me just explain. So basically how it works is you set your phone up, okay, you go on, you open up Instagram, you open up TikTok. There is a streaming feature that is just a live, right? So it'll essentially tap into your camera on your phone, and it will broadcast live, real time, okay? You can't mess up. It's not pre-recorded. You don't get to, you know, read off your notes or anything like that. It's, it's live, okay? Live streaming. And, and these guys would set up, and they would just do these body weight only you know, pretty much calisthenic beginner style workouts for people that were overweight or obese. Like they would literally say on their videos, hey, if you're not overweight or obese, this ain't for this ain't for you. Right. And so they're specifically targeting people who would relate to their their journey and how they felt in the past. And they're streaming these workouts. But the impressive part, okay, is that you did three live workouts a day every single day. For for how long? Six months. For six every single day. Nine thirty nine thirty in the morning. So you wake up Monday nine thirty in the morning. We got daily doers, evening earners at two thirty, and this is Pacific Standard Time. Doesn't really matter, but people are tapping in from all over. Yep. Nine thirty in the morning, two thirty in the afternoon, evening earners, hot 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 shot hot night riders at night at eight thirty. We got our night riders class. That's eight thirty. Is like eleven thirty on the East Coast. We got people. I'm up. And it's COVID time, so people are like just awake. You know, people yeah. are up in the middle of the night. Yeah, like, I'm working out with these guys, and we did that Monday through Friday, three times a day. Three times a months, day for no six dollar. for Not six months straight, and didn't make a single dollar. Not a dollar. Not like a that. Dollar. That's the. That's the. This is what I wanted to get to because these people look at anybody in their life who is successful, and they say, "Oh, it must be nice," and it's like. Would you, if you only knew what it took for people to build the kind of momentum that it takes to actually even get a chance to get paid for what you're doing? Like, seriously, like they did that five days a week, three times a day for six months straight without making a single dollar. How many of you guys can actually say that you've ever done anything consistently for six months straight that didn't provide any return on investment? They already lost the weight. Yeah, we were, dude, we were. We were pretty much putting ourselves in the hole just to help these you, people. You, you, to already, help people you, out. you had already lost the weight. It's not like you needed to work out three times a day to lose your own weight. You weren't yeah. motivated for that. You were literally doing it, showing up three times a day, doing these workouts, which Service. I can which I can attest to. I would never want to work out three times a day. Not oh. even for one week. Hit. Not, hit. Yeah, exactly. In the hit. blazing hot you're sun. Too. You have to, you're, people are asking you questions. Like, you, what, how do I do this? What do I, you're like, are you not, you're not even paying me. Fuck it, dude. Like... I'll, I'll, I'll give you everything that I could possibly can. And that's and it's not even like, even to this day, I just love 
being able to do that, dude. Like, I love yeah. being able to pro- I, I, provide I, that. I, dude, that's so because I know, dude, I know what that journey. Like, I, I can't relate. I've never done it, but I know, I know what it's like to give, 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 give for a month, two months, three months, six months, a year. Keep giving, and you still ain't where you want to be. Like, you still six months in. Three times a day, five days a week, six months in, they didn't make a single dollar. How do you look at yourselves in the mirror and be like, fuck it, man, we got to keep going? Like, let's talk, let's pick it up there. Yeah, so we just knew that we had to keep going. Like, we, and obviously, we dropped our merch. Our merch was, our merch started, and like, that's what, like, really helped us out a lot was we really got our merch going. Um, And so now we're making, now we're making money and we're teaching these workouts, but it's still like, it's still not, we're still just staying even. Like, yeah, it was like, it was like maybe 500 a month. For the two of us, five hundred bucks a month. Oh merch. my yeah. god! And then we didn't really save. We didn't buy anything. We just reinvested that five hundred dollars into the next line of merch. Yeah. yeah. So we weren't really we're making no. It money was. Yet. It was. You're just doing this pretty much for shits and giggles. If you really enjoy those shits and giggles, that's what we were doing it for. But and not even that. Like it was fun. It was really fun to us. And that's what. Yeah. It was really fun. And that's like. And we still do the free live streams and like all the workouts and stuff. But like, and I hear you. You, t- you told us this. Um, you know, kind of in our conversation when we were over at your house a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, I think it was now. But he said, you know, this guys, there's probably gonna be another time where you have to, you know, do that again. You're gonna and have I was like, to grind all like, over again. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but then guys, you don't know. Tell them that story. So, so these guys right. were at our ha- at my house like a month ago for real, and we were just kind of just talking. And, and like, I always just try to understand where they're at. Because I've just I've just been you know sort of in, not in the fitness space longer. We've both been in the fitness space probably for the same amount of time. But I've been behind the scenes in a lot of really impactful and successful companies, fitness fitness focused companies and businesses. And so I try to understand where they're at and just give them one or two things every time I interact with them. Honestly, that that they can either take it or leave it or just you know hey this is just from my experience right. And so uh, we were talking and and reflecting on that period of time where they had to work out every single day, three times a day for six months straight. And and I said, guys, there's going to be a time where you're going to have to do that again because that first phase of work was just to get you the opportunity to speak to people. Like we were talking actually in the car today. I said, man, you know, uh, one of my mentors and a guy I love and respect a lot, his name is Andy, Andy Frisella. He told me once, he's like, Mark, you got to do some shit before people will listen to you. So like how that applies to them is that first phase of all that grinding for no money. That was your that was just that was just the cost of doing business. That was just so that you that was just so that people will pay attention to you. That's so you can get their attention and show them like, hey, we're serious. Now, the second stage is. You got to do all that shit all over again. And this time you might be able to monetize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we're able to monetize it. We have our app now. You know, we're getting subscribers and we're having people sign up. And now we teach our live stream workouts through the app. But, you know, it's interesting to think about us having us going, you know, not even potentially doing it again. I know that we're going to have to do it again because that's what it's feeling like for us now. You know what I mean? Like that's what drew all these people and drew all the hype to us at first. And then like the gyms open back up. You know what I mean? Now we're competing against gyms and, um, but there's still, you know. dude, honestly, man, th- and this is another thing, too, that's worth noting is like a lot of people when they're getting into something or they have a great idea or they have a passion or whatever, they think about all the other people that they're competing against. They think about all the other people that are that are mm-hmm. doing it, too. And and the reality is, dude, the reality is, man, w- w- when you're just when you just keep when you're just persistent, you know, like when you're persistent and when you're willing to learn and evolve, like if you're not willing, if you think you already got it figured out and you don't learn, you don't evolve, you're not open to feedback and, and, and help, then 
you likely won't you you likely won't won't succeed. But as long as you're persistent and you're willing to grow and evolve and keep learning, there is enough opportunity out there for everybody. Like I, I deal yeah. with this, and I do like business coaching for you know select few clients. You know, I, I obviously have built several businesses myself, and it's like, bro, I have never ever ever, and I and I strongly discourage people from living in that like scarcity mindset that like, oh, I'm competing, and so man, I don't have as much resources. I don't have as much this or that or experience, so I'm not going to win. No, there's a, there's a space. There's a client. There's a customer base out there for everybody. And so even though gyms are back open and I know that people aren't on social media the way that they were during COVID, you know, there's still people that are out there that are obese that are feeling the same way that you guys felt when you were working landscaping job. You yeah. know, And it's like, okay, how do we find those people? And then if you're also in the fitness space, um, because I, I work with a lot of people that are in the fitness space. It's like, understand who you're here to help. You know, a lot of people, when they're inspired by their own journey in fitness specifically, but even in business, like, like I, like my passions drive what I want to do for business. Right. And so there is a specific person that I would like to help regardless of what business I'm in. Let's say I open a coffee shop. I want to serve a specific kind of coffee shop person. You know, like you, if you're a coffee snob like me, my fucking shop is for you. This ain't Starbucks, right? Yeah. I don't got to see what I'm saying. So yeah, like, no, you got to be hot, new and fresh. And that's something that really differentiated. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no. It's good. It's just the one thing that I want to say, because it's important for everybody, because I think most people operate in a scarcity mindset. I think most people look around and say, wow, there's so, all these successful people out there. There's no, there's no way I'm late to the game. There's no way I could be successful or create my dream or whatever. And then the other thing is when you're in a space, instead of thinking about your peers as competition, I have people that like, you know, one of my best friends is a phenomenal coach. She has a phenomenal business. She's got three kids, whatever. She's, she specializes in helping those women that have had, that have young kids at home that can't figure out how to balance prioritizing themselves and prioritizing the role as being a mom. You guys specialize in helping people who are obese. Not You don't got 20 pounds to lose. Like You guys aren't out there serving that community. You guys are trying to talk to people that have 50, 60, 70, 100, 150 pounds to lose because you know what it's like. That's your specialty. And so instead of thinking of your peers as competition, think of them sort of and co collaboratively and think when when the when the woman reaches out to you guys that's got 20 pounds to lose and she you know she's just on her postpartum journey you can say oh dude our friend so and so is perfect for that here let me and then it's vice versa somebody goes to her and she's and they've got 120 pounds to lose hey i don't know what that's like but i actually bro calvin and angelo dude they've done it and so that's just how i approach personally how i on a day-to-day -day basis combat the scarcity mindset I know who I want to help. I know who I want to connect with, regardless of what space and what business you're in. And when you know that, then serve those people. And, and, and I believe in something called the law of reciprocity. The law of reciprocity says, you know, what you put out is what you'll get back, right? And so uh, when you just give, 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 when I look around, that's kind of why I operate the way that I do. Any chance I have to help somebody that's next to me or around me or in my circle, I will. Not because I'm expecting them to help me back, but because I believe in the law of reciprocity. I know that shit comes back. Dude, let me. me tell you this. This is something that I, this is a big lesson for me at last year when he first flew us out to St. Louis. Um, we're going into the store and, or we're going into First Watch, it's a restaurant out here. And he's opening the door for every single person that walks in. And I'm like, like, okay, like he did it one time. That's cool. <laughs> and then we go to like Best Buy. He does it again. And then on the way in, he picks up a piece of trash and throws it away. And then I'm just like seeing him, how he's moving. I'm like, oh, this is different. This is like Dang. someone that actually cares. And is there no, in, no intention of like actually getting something back, 
other than maybe a smile or mm-hmm. like knowing that you did something good for somebody. That's crazy. He never told me that before. I, I didn't even notice. I do that. I do that shit without thinking. But but that's that's kind of what I'm talking about, though. Like it's all it's all related. It's a mindset. Like it is a mindset. It is a instead of instead of operating in a scarcity mindset, mind and operate in a mindset of abundance is 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 the way that I I think about it anyway, right? And so when you're generous with your time, when you're generous with your knowledge and your experience, when you're generous to help the people around you, it's as simple as opening the door. Why don't people Why don't people hold the door for people behind them? They say, Oh well, I'm I, I'm busy. I don't have time. Well, I do have time. Like that's the opposite. Yeah. I don't have time is a scarcity mindset. I do have time to hold the door for you is a mindset of abundance. I got plenty of time. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Flipping and, it around and is it so af- important. It affects everything in your life. It affects especially in business. So like you guys now, um, you're in a situation where yes, gyms are back open. People aren't on, a, on online as much, but you know what? You're still on your mission. In fact, I would say that you guys are hitting your stride at the moment. So like. Tell it, give us an update of like where's Vision Twins at right now? Like what are you guys up to? What's next for you guys and what can they look out for? Yeah, for sure. So um, obviously we just moved out to St. Louis. You know, we've been traveling around this past, you know, six months since I would say, you know, January 2022, this since this year started. Yeah. Our grandpa died the first day of the year. And, you know, we were living with our grandpa, just kind of saving money. And, you know, we're just like, fuck, we don't have money to get our own place right now. We're still doing our merch, still doing the workouts, but it's like you know, we got to figure out our next move because you can't stay with family for two, you know, for that much longer. Yeah. So thank God we had our cousin out in Panama City Beach who was like, yeah, guys, come live with me. Like she just has her 17 year old son there who like we worked at, like he's shredded, like works out all the time. I mean, uh, I don't know if he's listening. He's probably not listening to this, but he, he's a drop out of high school. And but like <laughs> he's he's. You know he's he knows I he I see something for him. And, he's on and his journey. He's on his journey, and he's it was a blessing that we got to move there in March. You know, spring break's getting off. We got to you know move out there, see a different side of life, see mm-hmm. a different whole whole different side of people. Um, so we got to live there with our family, still do our you know our merchant our merchandise, um, yeah. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Um, just we're working with different companies. Obviously, we started with First Form at the beginning of this year, when it seems like we've been with First Form for. It seems this, like you've been with them forever. Yeah. You're part of the family. Yeah, man, for a long time, but. Yeah. Um, so now, know, so, so now you guys are working on coming out with an app. Yeah, so we have an app now. So we launched it last month. Um, it's growing really quickly, which we're we're thankful for, and and it's just really providing that value for the people in the app. We're dropping a cookbook on September first, so we know that's gonna hit. Um, a lot of people always ask us for the meals. You know, even in person when we talk to people word of mouth, they're like, yeah, you know, I want to do the workouts with you guys, but you know, most of the time we meet people already at the gym working out, yeah, and they just need to know what foods to eat because they don't necessarily want to just work out with us, and we're like. You know what? Okay, that's cool. Like we'll we'll come up with a cookbook for you guys. That's so. the hard part. You yeah. Know, but hold on, let me pause real quick. Yeah. All right. So I just want to circle back real quick because you because you mentioned um, just a second ago. You mentioned that that you know even as recent as this year, you guys were really just depending almost exclusively on the sale of your merch to 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 really generate some income around Vision Twins. Okay, and and just to like kind of put this all into perspective at the time. Uh, you guys got roughly three million followers on TikTok, a quarter million ish on Instagram, and then who knows how many on like YouTube and and, and various other platforms. And so I think a, lo- a common misconception in America is like when somebody has a million followers, you know, they must be making a million dollars a year, no, right? Like, yeah, no way. And and I've always educated, you know, at least in my space, that hey, followers don't equal dollars. And I think that 
what you guys, it's undeniable, like undeniable, what you guys are trying to do with ending obesity. You give away so much value for free, the, 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 the live workouts, the, even just the commitment to the community. Like, guys, the first time that I met these guys in person, I took them out to eat at an Asian restaurant. And there's, I mean, we're literally in a random Asian restaurant in, in St. Louis, Missouri, where they have never been before. This is the first time there, first night. We're sitting down, and there's this really shy girl that, like, it was walking by, and she kind of, like, made herself a parent. And so I'm very perceptive. I noticed her. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, Calvin and Angela, they look as well. And she's like, oh, my God, I follow you guys on, on TikTok. I do your workouts. Now, come to find out, these girls, there was three of them, I think, they had lost weight doing the workouts with Calvin and Angelo on TikTok, and they were just starstruck seeing Calvin and Angelo. And then that, I mean, that said a lot to me, like, like right out of the gate, the fact that people recognize you and not just for your face that you, you were on social media, for the fact that, that you actually helped them, you inspired them, motivated them to get started, and then you helped them every step along the way lose the weight that they lost, and they felt... And, you know, they felt gratitude towards you, right? They, 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 it wasn't just a, hey, I'm a fan. It was, oh, my God, thank you so much. I do your workouts. And then to make it even better, these guys instantly get up from the table. We're in the middle of dinner, like an actual business meeting, too. So these guys get up without saying anything. And, and I think it was Angelo was like, here, you know, here, let's take a photo. And, and to pulls out his own phone, asked the girl, hey, you got your phone? So... They go to take a photo. I take the photo with both of them. Then even furthermore, the girl's like, oh, my God, okay, thank you. And they go to walk away. And they're like, hold, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. They literally were wearing, like, these elastic bracelets on their wrist. Like, you guys have all seen, like, the Live Strong bracelets that said Vision Twins. And they both pull off, you know, some bracelets off their wrist and give each one of the girls one of their bracelets. And it just – it was such a magical and just impressive and, and, and just it, – it, it humbled me. Like, it really did. I'm like, man, these kids, these guys, and in my mind at the time, you guys were kids, you know? Like, like I'm thinking, man, these guys are young dudes, you know, early 20s, just trying to figure it out. And I'm like, man, these guys, they fucking get it, you know? Like, they get it. They're doing it for the right reason. And so there's that meme. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it's like a guy who's, like, digging He's digging underground like a tunnel and he's digging for gold. Yep. And he's like literally one inch away. There's like one inch yeah, of dirt so between him and the gold. And he turns around and he starts walking. He said, man, there's no gold over here. Right. And all it would have took was one more strike of the hammer for him to hit gold. That's like that's really life. Like that's really life for everybody. That amount of time that it takes for you to find yourself one inch away from the gold is different. For me, I came home from prison and I saw success relatively quickly. For you guys, you've been at this shit for two years. You've been at this shit for two years and you're just now getting to the point where you could start to see little gold flakes in the fucking dirt. Like you understand that, hey, we're almost at this point where like all the work that we've done over the past two, three years is actually going to start to be worth it financially for us. 100%, dude. And that actually reminds me of this story that we had. I know we're getting late into the podcast, man. Thanks for having us here. But no, I, was, I, got, I got another story I got to tell you before we keep moving. But um, this one time, this was like at the time where we just, we wanted to quit, dude. Like mm -hmm. this is one of the, and I'm not going to say that you're not going to want to quit a thousand times you during your gonna. journey. Every single day is going to kick your ass during whatever whatever journey you were starting. It's going to kick your ass all the way down to the floor. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's, it's going to make you feel like you're nothing. And it's your choice to be like, I have no reason to get up and keep fighting. I have no reason, but I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. And there was one day we were out going to go teach our live stream at this park. 
and we're like in our van that we wasted money on. Like we got our first amount of money. We didn't know what to do. So we bought a van to travel the United States and teach the workouts. But that's another expense that whatever. <laughs> right. So we thought we were doing the right thing. Right. But this is like one of those days where we're just like, this is it. Like tonight's the last time. Like we're done. You know, I'm, I'm physically I cannot do anymore. Like my body can't do anymore. My voice is gone. My feet feel broken. I'm not getting paid for this. What is the fucking point anymore? And so we go out to do the live stream. We, one of our best live streams, actually, like surprisingly, just one of the best ones. And we're just sitting there talking with our people on YouTube afterward. Donation after donation, 10 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 60 bucks. And by the time we end the live stream, we had like $250 in donations. And we're like, like God or the universe has a maybe, funny ass maybe, way of maybe making we these. should do this shit tomorrow. It was, like, ah. it was like maybe we should show up tomorrow. And it was like the universe just has a way. Like why did you have to bring me all the way down to the very bottom for me to just see to keep going? Yeah. You know, and even though it was, obviously it wasn't it wasn't ten thousand dollars. You know, they didn't. Nah. But it was like a but, sign. But it's, it's a like, it's a it's one of those test days. It's one of those moments like where you could easily say, you know what, fuck it. Like I don't feel like doing the live stream tonight. But you did it anyway. And even though you were already in a negative mindset and you're thinking like man this is the last one but at least like to me that's really significant because i think there's 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 something to be said about doing what you say you're going to do so if you say hey i'm gonna do a live stream tonight fucking show up right so uh so you showed up that night even though you wanted to quit even though you were done you showed up that night and then you get that and the universe will like I, i'm a huge fan there's a book here i don't even know where it's at but the alchemist like i'm a i'm I, oh, I I just audio listened to that I story love the, the other day so much. Been, it's, yeah. it's one of my favorite books ever. I mean, it literally might be my single favorite book. And, and I've referred it. I've recommended it to literally hundreds of people. But the book is so simple. And it's just a, a, a nice, like, fictional tale of, like, this fictional character. But there's so much gems. There's so many gems. I mean, like, I probably learned more from that book than any other book I've ever read. And, and one of the things that he says frequently throughout the book is heed the omens, like heed the omens. And, and what he's talking about is like there's little things that happen in life that if you pay attention are just the universe or God or whatever you believe kind of kind of just just leading you in the right direction. Right. Like so that that right there is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Like, man, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. I'm not doing any more of these live streams. This is my last one. And then out of nowhere. This has never happened before, but $250, people donated $250 to me. You know what? How strange, how strange how on the night that I was ready to quit, I got $250. To me, that's the omen. That's the omen. And when you, and when you live life with your eyes open, you know, they, then you see things like that and you say, you know what? I might have, more, I might have one more day in me. And you, and you show up and you show up again. And, and my whole, I mean, my whole better, like the better portion of like the good, the, the, the progressive side of my life, like, like me changing my life from that point forward, okay, has been one of those after another, after another, after another. People say to me all the time, I'm sure you guys get this, how do you guys stay so motivated? Mark, how do you stay so motivated all the time? You know what, motherfucker? I, I'm not motivated all the time. Half the time, I don't feel like talking to any of you, any of you people. But, you know, something will happen throughout the day. Like yesterday, I shared on my story a long ass message that somebody sent me and they said, Hey man, I listened to your podcast, yada, yada, yada. And long story short, it was like, dude, I, he literally said, dude, I'm not asking you to be my life coach or anything, but like, just help me out a little bit. Like, and I, and, and like that, that message is an omen for me. That's a, that's a, that's a no Mark. You, cause I fucking hate social media. That's the truth. I don't like posting on social. I, I don't like dealing with it. I don't like posting on my, I don't, I don't like the negativity on there. I don't like social media. The only reason I show up on social media 
is because I feel like there's some people out there that need to hear or see what I have to show them or tell them, right? And so I show up for that person. On days when, I'm get, when I get tired and I don't want to keep showing up, I think about messages like that one that dude sent me yesterday. And you know what? Yesterday was one of those days for me. And he sent it, and I literally post. I don't normally do that, but I, I shared it on my story, and I said, thank you, bro. You just made my fucking day. Because, because and it was just one of those moments. So that's the point I'm trying to make. In life... God, the universe, whatever you believe, whatever the organizational uh, powers that be in the universe, right? The stars align in a certain direction where if you live life with your eyes open, you see that there's signs. There's like little fucking traffic signs that show you, hey, go this way. Hey, go this way. Hey, go this way. And that night, that was one of those times, you know, you, you read The Alchemist just recently? Uh, Tell them how great that well, book is. Man, I, I, I can't say I've read it. I'm going to read it, though. I actually, I'm going to go buy it as soon as I get back I might to send, I might send them away with my copy. Yeah, 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 man, uh, it's it's going to come back, and I might get, be a different person <laughs> when you get it back. But I just started listening to it, and every story, it, it was like one fucked up story after another, how he got robbed, and then like... Isn't it incredible? Everything bad is happening for him. But then but it in that for him in that bad situation, though, something came out of it where like mm. he met this... English dude on the train, or he met somebody like a, he met the g girl of his dreams to marry her. Like, bro, something just happens along the, the journey of shit, yeah. of trash in your life, and you find diamonds in the rough. And like, if you just pick it up, there's another diamond underneath, and you just it, keep going. Bro. And like, you it, realize, whoa, what was I looking all around for? Like, it's right there, it's right in front of me. Like, bro, that book is so, it, it's so incredible. It changed my life, it changed my whole, it changed my whole life. It, it, it even inspired, like, my like own spiritual beliefs to this day like mm -hmm. you know the maktub is the word that they say in there it's m-a-k-t-u-b that word means it is written but basically it's an arabic word that implies like they, they just they just almost like mumble it like they just it's not even like something that they say in conversation it's like more like they say it to themselves under their breath like maktub maktub and maktub is is saying like hey everything always works out exactly as it's supposed to like everything is going to be okay that's what that's what it means and to this day like i'm i'm literally planning on getting on getting that word I'm, I'm literally planning on getting that word tattooed on me because that's how meaningful it is for me. It's like, no, like, like, hey, life is going to happen and, and there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs, but everything is happening exactly the way that it's supposed to, you know, like. Um, so anyway, no, that's, right, that's right. definitely true, brother. But last but not least, OK, let's let's wrap it up. We've been on here for over an hour and a half now. No, Yeah, Angela's like, make sure everything's looking good. So I'm like, OK, right. so. So, so last but not least, um, I, I know we kind of brushed past this, but I want to bring attention back to it because I truly believe in what you guys do. And I know you guys are, are, are the most qualified, most experienced, best suited to, to help the people that you really want to help in this world. So uh, where can people find your app? Um, and then also, I, I've already mentioned it, but TikTok and Instagram, I know you guys are on there. Let people know how they can find you and connect with you. Um, but yeah, go ahead and let them know. Yeah, so we're available on all platforms at Vision Twins. Um, we just, like we said, we launched our new training platform that's available, and you can go ahead and find that on visiontwins.info. Or are they, uh, do you have like a link tree in your bio where they can also find that it's as well? Just, I mean, it's, it, you can, it's the link in our bio, visiontwins.info. Yeah, so we just keep it really simple. It's like a website that you click on, and you can go straight to our training from there. Um, what's coming up next for us, we're also dropping a new line of merch. We're here moving in St. Louis. We're actually going to start picking up podcasting, too, which is going to be pretty fun. Cool. Um, just filming new stuff, and honestly, just really trying to grow as people and diving into to helping more people i would say like really we want to go international in the next year so like you're gonna hear it here on this like the alchemist has said like that's you're fire. just gonna find it it's, it's written we're gonna go international that's so. fire i love it all right any, yep. any last words no for sure um like angela said find us on all platforms at vision twins 
Um, TikTok, obviously, we got 3 million followers. We got verified in January, so that was just another big uh, a big accomplishment, a big milestone for us. Next is Instagram, though, so everybody go follow us on Instagram. I don't know why Instagram be hating on us, man, but <laughs> Angelo well, hates when I say that because he's like, no, you just got to put in the work. Like, well, well, well that's, my, uh, that's, that's my primary platform, too, <laughs> yeah. is, is Instagram. So most, uh, you know, at least my audience, they're, they're on Instagram. But yeah, give these guys a follow. Glad Absolutely. you guys are doing well. I, I really appreciate you guys being on the show and telling your story. I, I'm personally super inspired by your story. Um, and, and of course, you know, it inspires me so much. I want to help in any way that I can. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, go ahead and follow those guys on, on, on every platform, but specifically Instagram. All right, help them get it going. <laughs> yeah, and thank then, you, uh, thank you. In, yeah, we'll talk to you guys again next time.